Hey there, Mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode 43. I'm Emily McDermott, and I am here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. Have you ever thought about getting in your car and never coming back? Have you ever had constant intrusive thoughts? Have you ever been crying uncontrollably every day or experienced a constant exhaustion and numbness that made you feel like a walking mom zombie? I still remember filling out that postpartum depression screening questionnaire after my second son was born. And as a chronic overachiever and type A personality, I wished so much that I could just answer no to all the symptoms and issues that were listed, but I knew I didn't want to lie on the form because it wasn't helping anyone. I remember thinking, oh, it must just be lack of sleep and it's going to pass. It's just a season, right? Well, I'm really glad I answered that questionnaire honestly. I ended up seeking solutions for me, which included antidepressant medication. And perhaps you've been, from the latest statistics I've seen, the one in seven women who experience postpartum depression or anxiety. Now, this is a little bit different than my normal episodes, but I'm really excited to share this with you today. My guest is a friend of mine and a decluttering coach and client, Sarah Carabell. And in today's episode, she's sharing her honest and real journey dealing with postpartum depression and how she sought help through simple yet powerful steps. We're also going to talk about how clutter can trigger anxiety and how decluttering can be a simple way to help combat the anxiety that you may experience as a mom. I want to preface this episode by mentioning that Sarah and I speak candidly about postpartum anxiety and depression, antidepressant medication, as well as natural depression and anxiety solutions, which include, in her case, CBD. And my goal in sharing the real stories of other moms is that you can see what works for them. Maybe it's medication, maybe it's nutrition, a connection to their faith, journaling, routines, decluttering, or even taking natural supplements and remedies to support their health. I do not endorse any particular medical protocol or solution, so please, my dear mama friend, work with your doctor to find the solution that works for you. Now, as you're listening to the episode, if you want to learn more about working with me on a virtual or in-person decluttering coaching session, or if you want to connect with Sarah to learn more from her, check out today's show notes for more information. So what do you say? Let's dive into today's conversation with Sarah Carabell. Hey there, mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home calendar and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. All right. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Yeah, it's good to see you. It's always good to connect and chat. Thank you. Yeah. 
So Sarah and I geographically live very close and we'll be talking a little bit about this, but we have known each other for, I guess, six plus years or around six years when your son and my oldest son were little babies. It's hard to remember. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And we've kept in touch ever since and been kind of supporting each other in various ways, but um, I would love it if you could just sort of in your own words, introduce yourself. Tell us a little about you and your family, and then also how you kind of serve moms and also maybe something you like to do in your spare time haha, <laughs> um, when you're not doing all of those other things. Yeah. Thank you. So I am Sarah. I'm uh, a boy mom. Um, we know that we've known each other six or seven years because my son turned seven uh, next month. So hey. almost a seven-year-old. Uh, I'm like you. I'm a military spouse. My husband is in the Air Force. I'm a dog mom. I have a six-month-old Australian Shepherd puppy that's keeping me very entertained right now. Wow. Um, and in my free time, haha, um, everything outside, right? I love outside. I love health and wellness. I love fitness. And then anything to do with meeting new mom friends, really good coffee and really good wine. I'm all in for all of those things. And then what I do in this mom community is that I help moms struggling with anxiety and overwhelm that don't want medication or want solutions without medication. So looking at more natural solutions. So that's a little bit about me and what I do. Yes. And you are totally in the right place, (laughs) (laughs) helping with overwhelm and anxiety and so forth. And um, I've shared on the show before that I uh, dealt with postpartum anxiety. It was actually after my second, because we didn't think we were going to have a second Then we did. And I'm like, oh boy, two under two, this is really hard. But I would love to hear sort of your personal story about uh, postpartum, what that looked like for you. And when did you realize that something wasn't quite right? And sort of that experience when you started realizing, oh, I need to be seeking solutions for this. What did that look like for you? Yeah. So I'll always remember uh, it was 24 hours after my son was born and we were in the pediatrician's office and Will was three and a half weeks early and he was born by emergency C-section which is ironic because I had one thing on my birth plan and it was do not have a C-section. <laughs> of course. But yeah, I was healthy. He was healthy. And that was all that mattered. But 24 hours were in the pediatrician for our first checkup and I could not stop crying, just could not stop crying. And my husband looked at the doctor and said, when do we start worrying about my wife? Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I don't, I don't really remember what the doctor said because I don't remember anything from those first couple of weeks of Will being born. But I feel like we were we were looking out for postpartum stuff, right? We were aware of postpartum depression. We were aware of postpartum anxiety and we still didn't notice it because it showed up for me like really intrusive thoughts. So every time I came down the stairs, I would think, oh my God, what if I fall right now and I crush every bone in his body? I would be driving and I would think, what if that two by four flies off that truck in front of me and comes through the windshield? Or I'd be in a parking lot and think, what if that driver loses control of their car and runs right into us? These thoughts were constant. And then every single day, I thought about getting in my car and never coming back. Mm -hmm. And I honestly thought that my husband and my son would be okay because I thought somebody else would be more qualified to be Will's mom than I was. 
And I thought that they'd get a nanny or he'd go to daycare. But I really thought that somebody else was better. And I didn't realize, I don't want to say it wasn't normal because I don't like the word normal. You know, everybody has a different range. But I didn't realize that that was the warning sign that something wasn't right with my brain. And that went on. It took me two years to realize that that wasn't, again, I don't want to use the word normal, but that perhaps was that something could be fixed. Yeah. And um, it took me two years to to get to a point where I was willing to to ask for help. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. I don't think I ever knew that. I mean, you know, when you're having play dates with toddlers, <laughs> you don't usually get into those types of conversations, I guess. And um, I mean, for me, it was not so much the intrusive. It was just more the like being driving in the car and being like, I would be okay if someone hit this car right now. Like, mm-hmm. like I didn't like care and yeah. that sounds horrible to say, but again, you, you have these thoughts that when you're in that state, it just kind of seems like, well, this is just it. This is just yeah. kind of how it is. And wow. So was there any particular catalyst that after that two-year mark, you realized, Hey, I do, I need to seek help. I think for me, it was my husband and just seeing kind of like the look on his face when he knew what I was going through, because I don't internalize well, I externalize (laughs) all over the place. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if that's good or bad, but, um, but what was it for you? Cause obviously your husband had a knowledge that something wasn't right from the very beginning. Yeah. And I'm curious kind of what, what was like the switch where you're like, okay, now I need to seek help. Yeah. So I would, I would be crying every day and I would say to him, my brain is broken because I didn't know how to put into words what was going on. I just knew that it didn't feel right. And, you know, you jump on Google, right? Like how to feel better or how to treat depression naturally or something like that. And everything that I was reading, I was doing. So, you know, I have a degree in nutrition and I have a background as a personal trainer. So I was eating well, I was exercising. I had a really good support system. I had lots of mom friends. I am close with my family. I would read these articles and go, okay, I'm doing everything and it's not working. And I actually had to call a very good friend from high school that I know that had dealt with this before. And I I almost called for her permission to go see a doctor. And I needed to hear from her, like, yes, this is okay to ask for help. That, that it's okay that something isn't right. And that was, that was my catalyst to go to the doctor was just realizing that, okay, you've tried everything you know how to do. Yeah. What else is there now? And I think it's interesting because um, similar for me and sort of what I have been even going through lately, and I am right now on a very low dose of Prozac, like an antidepressant. Mm-hmm. So uh, because I was having this uncontrollable crying happening, yep. I'm like, yep. what is going on? But when you go to the doctor, at least in the United States, I find if it's not like a, a naturopath doctor or something like that, that it's like, oh, oh, you don't feel so happy today. Let me write you a script, yeah. do, 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 you know, mm-hmm. and it kind of is one of those things where I think, okay, I'm doing those fundamental things. I'm exercising, I'm sleeping, I have close relationships, I'm anchored in my faith, like all of these things. 
And I'm not like happy about the fact that I'm taking a low dose of medication right now. But again, it's so easy when you go to the doctor, that's what they say. They're like, take the meds, take the meds. Mm -hmm. So what, when you had that meeting with the doctor, I'm kind of guessing that's probably what they said to you, but can you walk us through that? Because obviously you're trying to find a more natural solution and that's probably not what was being offered to you. Yeah. So my journey actually started with medication. So I went to the doctor, they, you know, they looked at me and said, Hey, listen, you're doing everything right. Perhaps it's time to add in a little something. And I went on medication also. And the doctor said to me at the time, you need to be on this for at least a year. Cause apparently if you're on antidepressants for less than a year, the chance of recurrence, if you come off them too early is greater. Okay. I was like, okay. And I hate it. I I'm like, you like, I hate medication. It's always my last resort. I didn't want to do it, but I also knew that I had tried everything else. And at that point I sort of viewed it like a reset for my brain, right? Like the chemicals are off. This is a chemical solution. So let's go this route. So I was on medication for about a year, but I never wanted to stay on it past the year mark. And so I started researching more natural solutions so that I could, I could start um, the process of coming off the medication. And I actually saw a friend and she had walked the same path. She had horrible anxiety. She had depression. She wasn't sleeping well. And she had started posting about the natural solution she had found was CBD. And I was like, no, I, I, I don't know anything about that. It's like marijuana. I sort of brushed it off. Like, I, no, I'm not doing that. Right. But I kept seeing her post and how much it was helping her feel better. And eventually I reached out to her and I was like, okay, tell me about this. Tell me what you're doing. And so I got an education, right? So CBD, not marijuana, right? Um, not going to get you high, legal in all, all of the United States. Um, so, and I said, okay, I'm really skeptical. It's working for you. Let me give it a try. And Emily, it was life-changing. I mean, it, it's. My biggest issue was I wasn't sleeping. So I started by taking it at night and um, it, I started sleeping, which it, that alone will help your anxiety. Oh my right? gosh. That is, I mean, not, no pun intended night and day, right? Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. hundred um, percent. So it helped me start sleeping and then it helped me. So one of the biggest things that surprised me about parenting was mom rage. And I feel yeah. like people don't talk about the mom rage, but it is something that I have continuously struggled with in my parenting journey. So CBD really helped me with that, that take a deep breath and not have that uncontrollable urge to yell. And then it helped me again with the overwhelm, just being able to be calm enough to start projects, yeah, to start getting things done, to keep up with the house. And eventually what I did was I used CBD to support me in coming off of my medication. Now I worked with my doctor to come off the medication. You have to do that very gradually. And now I have been medication free for three years. I still use, um, I still use CBD and because it helped me so much, that's when I was like, I have to help other moms that are looking for a more natural solution. Moms like you, like me, that, that don't want medication. I want them to know there's another solution that it's not just medication or feel like garbage, that there is something, something else out there. 
Wow. Thank you much, so much for sharing that. And I think you make a really excellent point. You know, when you're talking about what you were experiencing, which it sounds like it's a lot more severe than what I had been going through as far as the intrusive thoughts. Like if you are constantly being barraged by these intrusive thoughts all the time, it's hard to function at like a normal level to do anything, let alone, like you said, manage a home and your family and everything like that. So the fact that you were able to use that um, as a tool that it had such a significant impact on you, that makes me so happy <laughs> to hear that. <laughs> me too. <laughs> and oh my gosh. And then you were able to kind of, like you said, shift. And when you're talking about some of these uh, projects or being able to pursue some of these things that you wanted to do besides um, obviously helping moms in this way, um, what were some of those other like things that you were able to pursue that you weren't able to before because of going through this postpartum anxiety and depression? Yeah. So one of the, you and I have worked together on clutter and overwhelm. And one of the areas that is like my nemesis is the toy room, right? Will's toy room. I cannot even, I, I could not even walk in there without like my breath being taken away. I mean, the thought of even starting that decluttering project, it, it, I was like, nope, nope, can't do it. Close and, the door, close the yeah, door. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and again, it would, so I, I would take my gummy in the morning and it would sort of calm me down enough. And then working with you, I could be like, okay, I don't have to do the whole room today. I can just do a drawer or I yes. can just do his closet or I can just, it really helped give me that buffer to go, okay, I know I don't have to tackle this all at once. Can I just do a little bit today? And then I, you know, I don't, I, I still have some, some intrusive thoughts. And I think we all do as moms, right? Like, oh God, what happens if the two by four, right? But it's not, it's not all of the time. So therefore I can enjoy my day more and I can be present more with my son. Oh, that's so wonderful. Yeah. I think that if someone is dealing with a lot of anxiety and having that overwhelm, that's that constant, again, just sort of that feeling in that barrage, it is really hard to not only open like the metaphorical doors to things that you want to be able to accomplish, but also like the physical doors of the rooms in your home <laughs> yeah. that you yeah. just want to be like, and I had never heard of this before until someone in my um, Facebook group used the term doom room. And oh, I had never heard of that before. <laughs> But it's so true because it's just like, okay, we're going to keep that shut. We're just going to forget it's there. And yet it's still there. And it still is kind of like something, you know, is bothering you. And I have heard a lot from moms about the toy area and the toy rooms and so forth. So yes, I'm very proud of you. You've made a lot of, a lot of strides with decluttering and also with aspirational clutter. We've talked about your, your sewing machine that you were able to let go of after, I guess, like six or seven years and that kind of thing, you know, when you have anxiety that you're dealing with sort of in these other areas to sort of lighten that aspect with the clutter, hopefully has been impactful for you, like in your day to day. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you and I both live in townhouses in the Washington, D.C. area. Like, we do not have big houses. Right. 
And so, and especially with kids that are in elementary school, the amount of paper that comes home. So working with you, not only to have systems and strategies, but accountability, you know, to, to deal with the clutter that comes in. And then also, you know, that aspirational clutter was life-changing. Like I can now accept this isn't a phase of life where I'm going to be doing any sewing. Let me let go of that sewing machine to somebody who might use it. And then later on in life, you know, there's a buy nothing group for some mom who isn't sewing either. And I can take it off her hand, (laughs) but, you know, coaching was really pivotal for me in, you know, taking small bites and saying, okay, Emily, I'm going to tackle the basement toys this week. And then you checking in and being like, Hey, did you, did you do that? And knowing that there's somebody sort of watching, um, in the best, most positive, supportive way. <laughs> I'm watching you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just thinking really, really helpful. Oh, sorry to interrupt. I was just going to say, I, there's always a mom not sewing somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you can always find a sewing machine because there's always someone not sewing. That's right. Because, yeah. you know, we don't have a lot of time for sewing, most of us. Yeah. But um, the clutter is one of the things that triggers my anxiety the most. Yes, me too. Um, and so having ways to decrease the clutter also really supports my anxiety. Yes, yes, awesome. So I would love to know, you know, this is the show for overwhelmed moms. <laughs> uh, and I always like to ask guests, like if you had the overwhelmed mom and you sit her down beside you and you're having your cup of tea or coffee, I guess in your case, coffee, in my case, tea, right. and you say, <laughs> you say, okay, this is the advice I have for you, overwhelmed mom, that you're on a similar path that you know, you're having these intrusive thoughts or you're having this anxiety or you're overwhelmed by the clutter. What is some like advice that you would give that overwhelmed mom? Yeah. So I think firstly, and this is key for all moms, it's okay to ask for help, right? I always try to remember that even professional athletes have coaches and they have support teams and they have people that help them. So it's okay to ask for help because I needed that permission when yeah. I was an overwhelmed mom. And again, not to use the word normal, but it's not normal if you're crying every day. Right. Like that might be a flag that there's something going on, something to at least explore. And then finally, that medication isn't the only option. That if mm-hmm. you really don't, you know, I wish that I had known about CBD before I went on medication. I didn't. So you know, it is what it is. But if you're looking for more natural alternatives, that there are other options out there. Wonderful. Thank you so much. This has like been really helpful because again, I knew some of your story and, and so forth, but I feel like a lot of times moms, you know, we don't get to the deeper parts of maybe the anxiety and depression that we're feeling. It's just like, yeah. okay, I just have to kind of make it through until lunchtime or to make it through past nap time. And you're just trying to kind of make it through to the next thing. And, um, it's really good to take a moment to just kind of explore like, no, this is important. This is your life. This is serious. And it's okay to, to go on that path and ask for, ask for help. So thank you again for sharing. So honestly. Yeah, of course. I'm really, I'm really on a mission to get an honest conversation started about how hard motherhood is. Yeah, please. 
it doesn't get talked about enough and we need to be sharing about this stuff. And and so I love finding other moms that are doing that too. Yeah. I actually just um, did an interview on a podcast uh, with her name is Danielle Bettman and she has a podcast called failing motherhood yeah. <laughs> and she's interviewing me and she's like, so have you ever felt like you've been failing motherhood? And I'm like, Every day. I don't know all the time. <laughs> How much time do you have for this conversation? Uh, but yeah, you're right. It is like, you know, nobody has it together, no matter what you think about the mom next door. And I've really appreciated our honesty and our relationship that we've been able to kind of share that. And I'm hoping that the listeners have, you know, other moms that they can share that with too. And if not, then we're here. So (laughs) come share it with us. (laughs) Yeah. So Sarah, where can uh, the listeners connect with you? Cause I'm sure they'll want to learn more about your journey. And then also if they're seeking a non-medication way of kind of dealing with their anxiety, um, I'd love for them to reach out to you. Yeah, that's awesome. I am on Facebook and Instagram, just Sarah Carabell. So that's Sarah with an H and then Carabell is C-A-R-A-B-E-L-L. And I think I'm friends with you on both. So they can, they can connect with me through you too. Awesome. Yes. And I will link to all of that. So Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate you you so much. And um, yeah, thanks again. All right. Take care. If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact, but 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.